Hey, welcome back. Uh, I know last week's episode was uh, pretty intense, pretty angering, um, pretty ridiculous. Uh, this week, we are cramming uh, the a similar amount of ridiculousness that we had in four people last week, and we're just we're just going to do one um, because this is an insane story, and it's the story of German serial killer Peter Kirten this week on Our Weird World. Our Weird World. Welcome to Our Weird World. I'm your host, John Henson. And yeah, like I said, looking at the story of German serial killer Peter Kirten. Um, look, last week uh, we had four different stories, all of them really insane and ridiculous. And basically this week I'm taking the just the amount of craziness that was in those stories and I'm cramming them into one guy, one insanely just terrible, terrible guy. Um, and also, um, look, last week, I'll admit my Spanish accent, very weak, right? German accent, though, very strong. And German accent's going to play a big part in this week's episode because I have to lighten this up somehow. I cannot begin to express to you how dark and twisted and morbid this story gets. All right. So look, you've been warned. If you if you're not into it, go ahead and turn it off. But look, I look. All right, come on. If we're being honest, you're not going to turn it off. <laughs> now, this is why you're here. You're here. That's why you listen to the show for that dark, morbid, auditory murder porn. And I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. No, I'm right there with you, buddy. All right. Let's get into story time. Peter Kirten was one of 13 kids born to an impoverished German family in a one-room or a one-bedroom apartment uh, in the late 1800s. Like all good German families, come on, obviously, uh, Peter's father was an abusive alcoholic who spent many a night, many a sad German night, uh, openly beating his wife and children. Um, But look, like, come on, guys, he didn't do that every night. And on the nights that he wasn't beating everyone, uh, he gathered the family into the living room and forced his wife to strip naked and then made all of the children watch all 13 children watch as the two had sex. Uh, and look, it wasn't consensual. Like this dude literally made all of his kids watch him rape his wife. All right. It's like. Okay, children, here we go. All right, Peter, Klaus, Gunther, all of you, Olga, Helga, all right, all of you. All right, you're going to sit down, and you're going to uh, watch a little performance, okay? It's going to be very nice. Uh, it's I, I get it. It's the same show that you have seen many times before. But, uh, you know, you you have to learn. You have to learn what it is like. For two adults who are married, two mothers and a father, to come together in the love set, dare not speak its name. Um, so wife, strip down, assume the position, okay? 
Okay, I'm sorry. I like I've got to lighten it up somehow uh, because it's like it already starts off bad and it's going to get worse. Um, after his father, and this should not surprise you at all, uh, his father was actually arrested for uh, committing incest with his oldest daughter. So, like, good silver lining. Not good that he was like raping his daughter, but good that he got caught for it really quickly and sent to prison. You know, it's not like a it's not like a Fred and Rosemary West situation here, um, but. Uh, his father ended up going to prison for raping his oldest daughter. And once he was gone, Peter's mother filed for divorce and moved the family to Dusseldorf, uh, which is just a, that's a fun name for a city. Um, when Peter was nine, uh, you know, just a rough life. He befriended or was befriended by probably, uh, the local dog catcher and kind of just became his little dog catching apprentice. Um, and Peter, quickly learned that this dog catcher was not just in it for the the joy of returning lost pets to their owners. Uh, this dog catcher enjoyed catching stray dogs and then uh, having sex with those dogs. All right. <laughs> it's just, and like, not only that, but he, he tortured and then killed the dogs after he had sex with him and Peter like rather than thinking that this was horrible like he's kind of used to seeing people openly humping things that probably shouldn't be humped and he thought that this was the coolest job ever and he quickly joined in on it you know all right a lot of a lot of weird instruction and and teaching moments in Peter's life you know it's just like you know pizza it's okay snow now this is what you do if you have a bigger dog like a great dane or a saint bernard or something like that um you don't you don't necessarily have to get on your knees uh or or or, or try to overpower the dog in any way you you just simply mount it as if you are not the dog uh of a similar breed the dog is not going to know the dog cannot see you the dog just senses you and the dog will allow you Especially if you give it drugs and sedate it. All right. Now, if it is a smaller dog, maybe a little poodle, maybe a Shih Tzu, uh, maybe a little Yorkshire Terrier, you have to grab it and you just have to violently shake it on Jovina. You have to. That is how you get the job done. Which I <laughs> Whoa. Why? Why? Why did I go that far? Um... Anyway, so by age 13, Peter actually had a girlfriend. Uh, so, you know, still still trying to live a normal life. Um, and while this girlfriend was happy to let Peter undress her, you know, play with their naughty bits a little bit, she refused to have full-blown sex with him. So, you know, good for her, I guess. Um, but Peter, he really needed to release his hormonal frustrations somewhere. And so... Uh, he quickly found that he could go down to the stables and sodomize the sheep and the pigs and the goats and just anything that had a warm hole that he could stick a wiener into. Um, and he did this a lot. Um, and he soon, like, I don't know how soon, but he found out pretty soon that he could really, really get himself off. If he was stabbing the animals to death and feeling them like seize up and, and like, I don't know, twitch and shake and, and like right before he reached his own big finale, like 
that's that's a level <laughs> of darkness that I cannot fathom. Like how and you and he got there quick. Like he's not even fifteen yet. Um, just <laughs> Germany. Like honestly, we should have probably dropped the atomic bombs on Germany. Because these are the kind of people that were roaming around down there, right? The Japanese, like, they were just relentless. Germans, real sick people. I don't know. The Japanese were pretty sick, too. Going back to uh, the Unit uh, 731 episode and and all of that. Basically, we should have dropped atomic bombs on both of those places. I think think it would have done the world a lot of good, all right? Um, Anyway... In November of 1899, uh, after going from town to town committing various thefts and serving time in prison for getting caught for those things, uh, Peter committed his first murder by strangling a girl to death after having sex with her because, you know, he wanted to see if killing a person would have the same effect during sex as killing a a pig or a sheep or something. Um, I'm thinking that it did. I'm not around to ask him, but... um, At that point, uh, Peter also realized that killing things was the only way he was ever going to achieve, like, complete sexual satisfaction. And, look, PSA. Um, Not not trying to kink shame anybody, but uh, if you are the type of person that needs to kill something in order to be sexually gratified, um, you've got two options. In this life, you can either castrate yourself or, and I think this would be more beneficial to everybody, uh, just go ahead and kill yourself. All right. Um, like, I don't I don't ever really want to advocate for suicide uh, unless it's in situations like this, because you're not doing anybody any good. All right. Uh, yeah, it's just I go ahead and kill yourself if you need to do that. So anyway, uh, PSA over the more, you know, um, but, uh, shortly after he killed this girl, he was arrested on a separate fraud and attempted murder charges and he was sent to prison and guess what you guys like he never ended up killing again. And that's the end of today's stories. No, you know, that's not true, right? Like, no, of course not. Um, he, I mean, like him going to prison did prevent him from killing, uh, but only for like four years. And then he was released and then drafted into the German army where he was, um, just actually a model soldier where he achieved the rank of commander. And then he tragically died during world war one. Um, and he actually today, he remains one of Germany's most beloved war icons It's truly a great turnaround that this guy had. Um, he had several feats of bravery during the Battle of the Somme, um, where he single-handedly rescued 200 members of his infantry, and then he took another 300 members of the French army as prisoner, and then he killed 500 American soldiers with nothing but his rifle and a handful of grenades. Like, of course, none of that is true. If you believed that for one second, all right, if you believed that an animal raping murderer somehow spent four years in prison and then miraculously turned his life around and became a war hero, get out of here. All right. Come on. You, 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 you have way too much faith in humanity. 
because the world is a much sadder place than that. All right. Come on. Um, Peter actually quickly deserted the army and he was sent back to prison on just a ton of other convictions. Um, but he was released from prison in 1913 because, uh, you know, I mean, the Germans had a very low gauge of moral character. Uh, that should not come as a surprise to you. Um, on May 25th, 1913, he broke into a house and found a nine-year-old girl asleep in her bed. And so he just decided to strangle her to death because, of course, he would. Um, but that wasn't enough. So he slashed her throat. And upon hearing her blood dripping onto the floor... All he heard was the sound and he exploded in his pants. Just, you know, just all over, just hearing the blood. That's all it took. That's, that's, who, if like, we don't need people like that around for sure. Um, Even more, the next day he returned to that area and spent the day drinking at a bar directly across the street from where he had murdered this girl. And he listened to all the locals talk about it and watched the story or didn't watch the story in the news, but he read the story in the newspaper, listened to everybody talking about it. And he was so proud of himself because he had horrified this little, this little neighborhood. And all he could think about was just how awesome he thought he was. And to make it worse, he actually made multiple trips to this girl's grave. And on several occasions, he would go up to her tombstone run his fingers through the soil and as he like felt the dirt fall out of his hands he ejaculated in his underwear like (laughs) i don't even want to keep doing this story but i'm gonna um jesus christ um, shortly after committing a second, I'll be slightly less disturbing murder. I don't know how you could get more disturbing than that first one. Um, Peter was arrested for several arsons and burglaries that he had committed over the last few years. And he was sentenced to six years in prison. Uh, still because the Germans clearly have no idea how to handle their own terrible people. Um, Peter was released after his sentence was up. Um, And this time, like, Peter tried to actually be a good person. I'm not joking or anything. Uh, He ended up marrying a former prostitute who had actually been accused of murdering her first husband. So, I don't know, maybe maybe he wasn't. Um, But he got also got a steady job. So he's trying to, you know, go on the straight and narrow. Um, He ended up moving back to Dusseldorf in 1925. And he was then thrown back in prison after it was discovered he had an affair with uh his servants and the housemaid so i mean clearly they're doing pretty good if they can afford a servant and a housemaid like and i mean this is like post-world war one germany when their entire economy is a giant dumpster fire so he's doing something right somehow but he's also not because he's cheating on his wife with said people um But he spent another six months in prison because apparently his prior convictions meant absolutely nothing. Um, And four years later, Peter then murdered six more people and attempted like several more murders and kidnappings and rapes. Um, Each murder was just as gruesome as the others, which involved stabbing, mutilation, involuntary climax, all the the whole song and dance. All right. You get it. Um, 
1930, Peter had attempted to murder enough people that he had earned the nickname the Vampire of Dusseldorf. And he was just all over the German news. Everyone in all corners of Germany knew about this guy. They didn't, they didn't know it was Peter, but they were scared of this guy known as the Vampire of Dusseldorf. Um, several of his victims had actually survived the attacks and were able to give detailed descriptions of Peter's features. And if you look online, there are pictures of Peter Kierton. Um, and he basically like, he basically looks like every actor who plays Hitler in the movies, but with like a ton of acne scars on his face. Um, just, just an old crater faced looking pervert roaming around the streets of Dusseldorf raping and creaming himself and all that. Um, the, uh, where are we at? Um, so it, it got to the point though, Peter realized that the police were closing in on him. There's all this attention around his murders. Um, his mugshot, not his mugshot, but like his, his drawing, uh, a artist rendering of him is, is going around. And so he decides to confess to his wife that he is the vampire of Dusseldorf. And he told her, that like one of his big worries about getting caught was that his wife would not be able to support herself, especially with Germany's economy still being terrible. Um, so he tells his wife to turn him in so that she can collect the big reward money that's out for his capture. So <clears throat> on May 24th, 1930, Peter's wife contacts the police, tells him everything. And then at Peter's request, he meets police outside of the St. Rocus church and in Dusseldorf and was hauled off to prison for like the sixth time at this point. Um, while in custody, Peter confessed to a total of 68 crimes, including 10 murders and over 30 other failed attempts, which is like, I, that's not a good success rate. right. If you're looking at, you know, let's say you're going 40 attempted murders, 10 of them are successful. Like as a 25% success rate, like you're not a good murderer, but then again, a lot of the times, uh, Peter ended up letting his victims go because, um, like Andre Chikatilo, um, he would just, you know, cream his britches and then like, that was it. That's all he needed. Like he wasn't murdering because he had to, he was murdering because he wanted to jizz himself and <laughs> Like once he got there, it's just like, oh, sir, I, I was going to kill you. I was, I very was, but uh, I seem to have reached my own personal climax, and that is all I needed. So, as uh, you can, you are free to go. Thank you for your time. Okay. Um. <laughs> he also, but here's 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 where it gets creepy. Uh, he also told police that he had drank the blood from three of his victims, including one. Get ready for this including one in which he drank so much that he accidentally vomited it back up all over her dead body, which it gets worse. And this should not surprise you caused him just, he soiled himself with his own baby gravy. Just gross. Oh God. I like that. It's like, he's one of the worst people. All right. This, I, I hesitated to put this in like a top 10 worst episodes list. I think this one's solidly in there. Uh, just, whew, just bad. It's real bad. Um, Peter's uh, trial began on April 13th, 1931 and lasted for 10 days. 
Um, although he pled not guilty by reason of insanity to every charge against him, uh, he ended up being convicted of nine counts of murder and was given the death penalty. Uh, he was sent to the guillotine on July 2nd, and um, his final words were also insane, completely insane. He's sitting um, as his head is being placed to the guillotine. This is exactly what he says. He goes, uh, Dr. Because he's talking to his psychiatrist who's right there with him. Doctor, tell me, after my head is chopped off, will I be able to hear at, at least for a moment, a, a single moment, uh, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck? Uh, that, that would be the pleasure to end all pleasures. <sighs> what a creep. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. Uh, welcome. Welcome back. Uh, glad you made it. Uh, I think we're all uh, we're all a little different after hearing that story because uh, you can't you can't take it back. You you will now never be the person you were before you heard this story. So uh, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, let's let's grind through one last recap and see what we learned today. What did we learn? Number one, if your kid starts hanging out with a creepy dog catcher who likes to uh, have sex with the animals that he catches, don't. Just don't. Just don't let your kid hang out with that kind of guy because uh, it's not going to end well for anybody. All right. Uh, Number two, parents. Um, Look, again, not going to kink shame you by any means, but don't have sex in front of your kids. Don't have don't have angry, violent sex in front of your kids either. All right. Keep that to yourself. Don't scar your kids. All right. Like I get that. They got to learn. They got to learn somehow. I get that. Don't do it though. Just don't figure out a different way. All right. Uh, and then <laughs> number three, um, again, I cannot oversee. I know this is a very harsh statement to make, but, um, if you are the kind of person who needs to kill things and the sound of blood gushing from your victim's neck, uh, or the feel of the dirt on the tomb and the gravesite of your victims. If that's what gets you off, please, please, please hear me on this. Kill yourself. Next week on Our Weird World, uh, going to close out. 2021 uh on a completely different note all right it's not going to be a horrifying episode it's going to be weird um we're going to go back and dive into the paranormal with the story of barney and betty hill uh it's a a couple from maine traveling back through new hampshire on on vacation when something strange happened all right and they don't know what it was but uh based on their accounts a lot of people believe that they were abducted by aliens um and just not a lot of decent explanations for it. So uh, we will look at that story and you can decide for yourself what actually happened. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. I know that one was a tough one. That was a tough one to get through, but you made it. You're a trooper. All right. Be proud of yourself. 
All right, go go get you a reward or something. I don't know. Uh, or get a very strong drink and try to forget about it. Uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, tell your most depraved friends about this episode. Uh, and keep it weird. Keep it weird.